time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 134, Breathe for Immunity. In our last episode, I spoke about using breath to manage the mind, but today I'd like to look at what's right under your nose and recognize that the way we breathe can actually build better immunity. Our lung meridian, that's the set of pathways that we have for vital energy to flow, is really vital, essential to our life. You know, while we can live without water and food for more than a few days or maybe even a week, we can't live without our breath for more than a few minutes. And the lung's job is that of making a boundary between the inner and outer world. You know, the lung serves two major functions, include maintaining a healthy immune defense against pathogens, as well as circulating, as we know, our prana or our ki, chi, however we want to look at that subtle vital energy as well as fluids throughout the body. We understand that the environment within our body really needs to be protected, and that protective sheath allows vital materials to be taken in and waste materials actually to be excreted. You know, it's very similar to our blood-brain barrier. And the most vital and obvious material that the lung takes in, of course, is oxygen, but the lung is more than our respiratory system. It has to do with bringing in, as I mentioned, about vitality and the vital force, but it's really our healing force. Bring it in and activate it for the entire organism. And it allows the process of renewal. Your exhale allows you to let go of stale air, stale stale thoughts, feelings, and your inhale allows you to take in fresh, nourishing air. But let's look at it from a more subtle aspect. What's the importance of our lung to our health? Emotionally and physically, the lung, along with its organ partner, the large intestine, is actually responsible for helping us let go of whatever we don't need, from life experience to emotions to actual metabolic byproducts. And it has emotional ties to our feelings of self-worth and self-respect. Now, for those that are not familiar with the aspect of really working with the mind and the meridians and our marma points, and all the things we've been discussing over the last few years, this might seem a little bit far-fetched, but our emotions are stored within our body. And so the lung, we're looking at feelings of worth and self-respect. But not only worth and respect for ourselves, but also for others. And that's appropriate to really talk about this right now. It enables us to say yes when we want to say yes, and no when we want to say no. So knowing the importance of the lung, we really need to know how do we nourish our lung? What are the secrets to a well-nourished lung? Well, we know that our lung is working optimally by how strong we are, how physically vital we are. So it's good to know, is our lung nourished? Let's look at these things. You know, when we have posture that's erect with no slumping, the chest is expanded and relaxed, and a person will have a clear and powerful voice. That's good lung health. The immunity is strong, so recovery from illness is quick and effective. 
and the skin is glossy and the complexion is bright and fresh. And the breath is usually clear and pleasant. You know, our body does express our self-worth, how we feel about others. It's all stored within our body. So we present ourselves to the world and you can tell if lung health is good or lung health is not so good. When people make gestures who have good lung health, they're clear, they're expansive. There's really not anger, animosity, jealousy. It's just that vitality that comes forward, the radiance that I'll be talking about in my forthcoming book in the fall. So someone with strong lung energy usually evokes a response of admiration and respect for others. So how do we know if our lung energy is not so strong and doesn't really support our immunity? Well, we know it physically, we feel weak. Our lung energy will manifest as low vitality and a pure, poor immune system. The breathing may be shallow, not expanding the lower part of the lungs or the sides. Remember, we talk about diaphragmatic breathing, which actually helps to expand that. And there also may be some respiratory problems. The skin may appear unhealthy and the circulation of qi or qi and pran, any of these words you want to use depending on what, whether you're speaking Chinese, Japanese, or in, we're in the yoga science field. And blood may also be weak. And emotionally, there's likely to be constraint and sadness, perhaps hiding within one's own boundary, not being able to step out. We may have lack of self-esteem, harsh judgment on both ourselves and others, because usually when we're harsh on others, we're really harsh on ourselves. Failure to respect or understand your own needs or one's own needs, if I want to be more generic about it, and boundaries. I don't like to use the word boundaries because it signifies closing, closing in, but just places where we want to be for self-respect and dignity. But when we're not having good lung energy, our dignity may really turn to false pride. You know, people that are puffed up and they, you know, they think they're the alpha. I've heard that recently. It, it's really not, that's a false pride leaving a person feeling alone, you feel separate, that's when we don't have good lung energy. And it may be hard to claim a place in the world. We might feel left out. So let's turn this around and say, how can we nourish a lung or nourish the lungs that we have, both on a physical level and a more subtle emotional level? The lung is nourished by breathing over and time and time again, over and over again, I was going to say, you know, and the best way to amplify our lung energy is to take, of course, pr plenty of fresh air and develop the physical capacity of the lungs through diaphragmatic breathing. I'm not going to really talk too much about that in this episode because there's plenty of trainings that we have talking about diaphragmatic breathing because that movement using the diaphragm brings in the expansion of the chest and awareness into the breath. And when we study yoga, tai chi, qigong, pranayama, or any exercise for that matter, when we focus on our breath, we bring vitality to that organ and our, the lung system. A few minutes each day of relaxed breathing using, a di using the diaphragm, as I mentioned, possibly even those who have been training with me using a sandbag, even relaxing the muscles of the chest and the shoulders can be very effective in building the power of the lung. It's also possible to develop the lung through voice work, such as singing or learning to project the voice. I've used that as a tool for myself. 
And it could also be emotionally charged when you start these trainings for some people because it brings you face to face with all your inhibitions if you have any and that constraint on being able to express yourself. Also keep in mind that the skin is part of the lung system and it can be nourished by brushing, doing dry brush massages they're called. You can rub it with a good uh, cotton towel, scrubbing the skin. And what happens is uh, the skin will allow itself to expand and express what it needs to let go of. Wearing natural fibers also helps the skin breathe freely. You know, all this tight fit spandex kind of clothing does constrict the breath uh, of the skin to really act freely. And so, you know, moderate uh, moderation and being out in the sun a little bit can also help nourish the skin, but overexposure can damage the skin. So we need to know that balance. Emotionally, the lung is nourished by respect. Learning to value who we are and what we do will attract respect from around us. That's why in the book, when I wrote uh, Feeling Good Matters, actually, I speak knowing who you are. You know, we have to know who we are because once we learn that value, we create self-respect. Deeply exploring what we value and finding ways to express those values in the world will help us with our energy of the lung. In the outer world, we can give value to our environment, attending to cleaning our stale corners of our house. And then we're talking about feng shui. You know, we want to get rid of the clutter. Clearing up our environment can always help support lung function. So we can work on the outside, inside, and both. A person's aesthetic, you know, life, what's around them and their manifestation, you know, can attend to lung health. You know, both the art, both in our daily environment and in our life itself can support and nourish the lung. Finally, the lung's role as a boundary keeper. And again, boundary is really not my favorite word, but it allows us to contain ourselves, to collect and our eight inches around us, our container, let's look at it that way, can extend within ourselves, outside of ourselves and to our home and community. And when we're, we have well-maintained fences, I happen to love fences. You know, we have a sensible security, clean windows, a well-kept exter well exterior. You know, our own garden, the garden of ourselves, really helps enhance lung energy. So simple tips for everyday lung health. Let me sum up here. We could, there's some ways that we could take care of our lungs. The first is to learn diaphragmatic breathing. We can also do some singing some expression uh, verbally, we could sing out, let go of things we no longer need and give ourselves some breathing room, right? Stimulate your lung function by throwing out our 20 year old clothes and notebooks, you know, from when we were in uh, childhood, give away what we don't use, clean up, tidy up our home, bundle up windy, cold days, dress appropriately, wear a hat when you need one, when it's too windy for you. We don't have to think about that now if we're experiencing summer, but keep that in mind. And we want, you know, remember the lung's job is to protect us from pathogens. You can save lung energy by covering up your skin in general. And when I used to go out to the mountains, I used to do uh, hiking in the mountains, even the Himalayas. And I would keep on a shirt, even if it was warm, because the wind would start taking away my energy. So covering up your skin is important. And we're talking about masks now, when to wear them, not to wear them. You know, wearing a mask when we're in, uh, when we can't do our social distancing has been required and requested is uh, something that 
uh, very important to really follow through, keeping ourselves clear of pathogens, not paranoid of pathogens, but clear is a good way to keep our healthy, our lungs healthy. So there are things we might want to be thinking about and utilizing and doing it within balance and care and respect for ourselves, but also respect for others. In the next episode, I'll speak about nourishing the lung through food. And we'll talk more about how can we do that from a nutritional, you know, a nutrition, nutritional point of view. And again, I always say, do your research because research, self-research, self-reflection is very, very important. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts, please subscribe and pass it on. If you think somebody would enjoy this episode, for example, on breathing for our immunity, getting our lung health uh, established and up and up and running. And the Susan Taylor podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you could also go to SusanTaylor.org where you can click on the podcast to subscribe. And contact us, SusanTaylor.org, if you have any questions, comments, or even feedback. And as again, as I always say, thank you again for listening. I appreciate your support in the community. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.